0: Hi and thanks for downloading this episode of Queer I Am the podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. This podcast started as a small idea and has turned into a real passion project for me and is something that I wish to continue to make way into the future but I need your help in doing so. So there is a cost in making Queer I Am the podcast and it's something that I funded and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. But if you'd like to get involved and support the podcast by subscribing to Acas Plus, that would be incredible. And if this is something you can't do, no worries at all. I really hope you keep enjoying the episodes and I intend to keep making them for as long as possible. Season 3 is coming up and you are in for an absolute treat. I am so, so excited. If you'd like to support the podcast, details of how you can do this are in the blurb of the episode you were listening to. And what this also means is you get to listen to all of the episodes of Queer I Am the podcast, past and future, completely ad-free. So no interruptions whatsoever. What could be better? Anyway, enough of the serious blurb. Let's crack on with the show.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
0: Okay, do I have a treat for you today. My guest was a Western diva, is a sophisticated performer, has an incredible voice and wears heels that would make most women jealous. They have earned their status as drag royalty in the Brighton Hove area but are also the co-owner of the Brighton Birdcage and an all-round fabulous person. We'll be talking career, music, the queer community and we'll also have some fun along the way. I'm thrilled to be talking to the one and only, there will never be another, Wayne Douglas aka Cara Van Park. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation so whatever you're up to this is your time to settle down, relax and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Queer I Am. So Thank you very much for being the first guest on Queer I on the podcast. Very <laughs> exciting, very <laughs> exciting you. indeed. Um, so how are you feeling today? That's the first question.
3: I'm good, yeah, really good. Um, everything's going well, um, in, in my life and everything else. I'm just really busy, a little bit tired, mm-hmm. but in general, really good. Yeah, lots of
0: late nights performing, and yeah,
3: and of course, we've got the shop as well. Um, mm-hmm. the Brighton Bow Cage, it's uh, it. it yeah. Late nights, early starts, doing all that and it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's getting a bit crazy.
0: But it's good. It's all good. Good it stuff good, though. Yeah. And today, I mean it's what is it, the twenty third of May March? May twenty third of May? Twenty third of March today. Of March, it feels yeah. like a July's day. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. just incredible. So um yeah, I've just been loving the sunshine today on the beach and it's been Oh, stunning. don't rub it in. I've
3: been stuck in the shop, seriously. <laughs> no, I don't need to hear that.
0: No, 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 no. But even though, even if you're not in it, I think it just makes you feel better, doesn't it? When oh, you're yeah, outside yeah. and you're kind of, yeah. you know, you've got the sun and stuff. So that's I mean, It's really been lovely. Cool.
3: We've, had the, we've had the door open all day um, and, you know, the sun's been shining. You can mm. see it and stuff and it's lovely. Mm. But it lifts everybody's spirits as well. I think so. People who've been coming in, you know, have been happy and jolly and it's been really nice so yeah it it does
0: it lifts everybody i did get a few looks this morning when i was wearing my dungarees with my shorts on (laughs) and um and then today i'm laughing because i'm like well all those people in coats and trousers are probably boiling hot now exactly
3: yeah me included yeah yeah Yeah, and you walked here so thank you for that (laughs) exactly
0: so okay if you had to pick a song right now to describe your mood what would you pick oh um oh that's a tough one isn't Mm. it i had to really think about my choice as well
3: um a song to reflect my mood today
0: yeah like how you're feeling today your vibe what would you what would your song be what would be your anthem be for today
3: Ooh, so <laughs> that is a really tough one because i love my music and there's so many amazing songs that i love um okay annie lennox little bird oh okay cool
0: i like a bit of analytics. Yeah. it's cool yeah 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 and what what what's the song, what's the reason behind that song how does it make you feel today it just
3: it, it really lifts me the mm-hmm. other one as well that really does it and always does it um is janet jackson runaway
0: okay amazing runaway
3: is just mm-hmm. it's amazing and it really yeah it just gives me that Real sort of, like, nice summer lift sort of mood. vibe yeah, you just feel like totally. glass of
0: wine could be poured and you could have a nice day. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Ja- yeah, I'm going to go with Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson Runaway. run away. I'm very pleased with that. He loves Janet Jackson. Oh, good. Yeah. See, my song for today, I think, is... Um, so, Ray of Light is my spring album. I loved Madonna, Ray of Light. Oh, you see, I remember when it was first released. Mm, 98? 90, yeah, 98, after Evita, wasn't it? I oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um And Sky Heaven is my, like kind of anthem i just love the beat to it and oh, yeah, yeah. it's one of those ones where you could just i don't know just dance any time of the day walk along mm-hmm. the street headphones on it's just an amazing song so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's my uh my thing whenever i've um spring happens i have almost like a madonna fest i just can't help it but put loads of different madonna tracks on and this week has been um ray of light of uh, the album so
3: you see i think i'm going i'm probably gonna come across as a really bad gay now because but i <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of madonna i'm right. really not um some of her stuff i 've loved mm-hmm. um ray of light I think is an amazing album I really mm-hmm. do, and it was it 's one of my favorites of hers um bedtime stories as well was another mm-hmm. one yeah and I love Vote um erotica yeah the album but um yeah. the newer stuff's a bit crap
0: in it yeah yeah i'm
3: not a i'm not a fan of all yeah the moment she she kind of went a little bit political and and mm. kind of used you know symbols and she she was like a female che Guevara it was like mm, see confessions sure on this. the dance
0: floor i think was a wicked album that was such a i think she kind of really like hit her peak there mm. and then she got divorced and then i think all the albums have been a bit crap since to be honest
3: i think she was a bit bitter and all, all mm. she put all that into her kind of music and everything else. She decided, you know, she wanted to be a strong, independent woman again. Yeah. That um, you know, she she hadn't got a mm-hmm. the man in her life, and that was it. And she was like, I'm gonna be, I'm
0: gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Yeah.
3: And I think, yeah, I think that's that's kind of. But yeah, I kind of lost it. Mm. I was like, nah. Yeah. Nah, Although nah. there
0: are some tracks, a guilty pleasure, I have to say. But um, yeah, I don't know that she had a confessions Ray of like maybe the American Life album. Some of the tracks on there are okay, but mm. again, it's a very political album. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's kind of, it's a bit of a Marmite situation with Madonna these days, yeah. isn't it, as well? Yeah, totally. Definitely. Totally. So, obviously, you live in Brighton now. We've just talked yes. about that. And you've also lived in London. But yes. where are you originally from? Where's Where's your background?
3: Um, I was actually brought up in the Midlands. Okay. I was brought up in the Midlands. Um, uh, uh, my family is still there. Uh, my sister lives in France, in the south of France. Oh, amazing. Um, I moved to London when I was 18. Mm-hmm um lived there for 28 years and wow. then moved to Brighton
0: and how long have you been in Brighton now
3: five years. five years see that's where
0: everyone's going to start doing the maths and find out how old I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: so it's yeah it's, it's five years. yeah it's five years now exactly five years
0: you'll be um, this is week 15 I think for me so um <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah
3: we moved here we moved here five five years ago this month amazing um and it, I think as a as a couple, it was the best decision we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's amazing.
0: I kind of feel like this place gets under your skin. I mean, I've only yeah. been here 15 weeks, but, you know, we went and saw family at the weekend in Oxford. We had a, a new niece and nephew born, so we went and saw some family. And, oh, God, when we came back, I mean, it was lovely to see everyone, but just, you know, M23, going mm. through those kind of, like, arches as you you know, you know go past as bright, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. yes, we're back. I know. It's just It's, it's the same when you go
3: Whenever I go up to London, I have to go up to London for, for stuff, um meetings and work and, and things and getting on the back on the train mm-hmm. and coming back and he, you go over the viaducts and stuff and he's mm. just like oh, yeah I'm back and fine here we go and here I, we go and then you see that welcome to Brighton sign yeah. and you're just like oh great and you just suddenly relax yeah but I find myself getting my shoulders start lifting as I'm on the train going up and it gets more and more con- it's like oh, yeah. yeah no crazy yeah I, I never thought I would ever leave London, ever. Right. I always thought, you know, I'd be a, a London boy. And we used to drive over, over like, Waterloo Bridge in the at night, at weekends and stuff, because we'd drive places and stuff. And, um, you know, you'd see St. Paul's Cathedral and Big Ben and everybody everything else and the lights there. And we always used to say, oh, my God, I can't believe we live here. And mm. Why would you want to live anywhere else? Mm-hmm. But you change. Everything changes. Priorities change. Quality of life Changes. The cities have changed. London mm. is totally different to when I first moved there in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, um, so it is a totally different city, and it's not necessarily changed for the better. Mm. Um, but yeah, like like you say, I mean, Brighton does kind of get under your skin. I think it's a, it's another marmite situation. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, absolutely. And my two dearest friends um, have both moved down to Brighton um since we did mm-hmm. um the one has moved back to london because <clears throat> he was like it's not really for me okay so he was down here for eight months and right. no a year just over a year um and then moved back mm-hmm. but the thing is i mean he he saw how we were living our life and what we were doing and everything else and he was like oh that's great i wish you know i'd like that and said so he so he moved down but he didn't kind of fit in with it's him. got to gel with you, hasn't it, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, and also he's younger as well. So, yeah. you know, he still hasn't got London out of his system. And yeah. else. So you moved back to London and he's he's happier there. But then my other, you know, dearest friend um, moved down here during the whole pandemic mm-hmm. quite early on yeah. and has now been here for 18 months and just absolutely... Absolutely loves it. Yeah. Wouldn't I Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I
0: think that whole time has made people reassess what they want from their lives. And it, oh, yeah. It certainly did for us. It was like, totally. you know, after lockdown, it's like, right, what's next? What's, what's the next yeah. chapter for us? You know, and I think Brighton, as we said, it really does get under your skin. I find London, See, so I used to really like London. And when I was younger, I was always like, I'd like to live in London. I think mm. it would be a city that I'd like to go. But oh, yeah. I find it very aggressive and very, um, yeah, we went a couple of weeks ago to see a show. And it was just, it just felt. I don't know, it was just too much. Mm. We just needed to get home and too many people, loads of horns being honked. It just, yeah, yeah. whereas here, I don't know, maybe I'm still in my rose-tinted glasses phase, but <laughs> everyone just feels lovely and everyone Yeah, is... I
3: mean, for me, it, well, for both of us, because me and my partner, we were both musical theatre performers. For us, we had to be in London, really, you know, yeah, for work course. and auditions and castings and everything else. And, it, and that was how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. It really was. Um, but you... Yeah, you change as you, you get older, you do change. And like I say, we always thought, Why would you why would you want to live anywhere else? you know, but yeah, it's it's totally different. And yeah. during the pandemic, I don't think if if we had actually stayed in London, if we'd have been living in London, we would not have got through it as easily or as well yeah. as we did living in Brighton. Because being able to you know, you could go for a walk, you know, for exercise, as they said. Um, you could go for a walk. So we would walk down the seafront. Mm-hmm. We always used to go around nine o'clock at night. And of course, it was a summer, so it was still quite light. Yeah. But there was no one around. And just to be able to see that sea every day. Mm. And, and it was just so calming and calming, so nice. It? And it just, yeah. even, even though all the crap was really going on and uh, the proverbial was hitting the fan, it was, you still felt it was okay, everything was okay. It's a balance, it.
0: isn't it, the sea? I think it's, oh, that yeah. kind of, it's that place you go to and it's just like, oh, relax, yeah. you know, it's just lovely. Yeah. What do you think it is for you that, um, how has Brighton got under your skin? What was the one thing that you would say has really made you love the city of Brighton and Hove?
3: Um, the first thing that hit was the people in the community.
0: Is mm-hmm. it the queer community the or just the community generally? Um,
3: I think in general, but also, I mean, the queer community here is is so amazing. Yeah, it Absolutely. really is. Um, being a performer and doing what I do, it it really, do Everybody embraced me and I made so many friends so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think possibly people in, in other areas and other fields may find it a little bit harder um, to make friends so quickly. But I was welcomed into the community, um, not just the queer community, but it, the queer community embraced me first because that was the community that I was working in. And... I suddenly, for the first time, even after living in in London for twenty eight years, felt a part of something mm-hmm. or somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, we've got a flat in London, and we've we moved there in two thousand and twelve. And I don't know anybody within the complex. Don't right. know anybody's names. Nothing. Uh, and it, that you know that I kind of feel. That's really sad.
0: That community that's lacking, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean?
3: Because everybody has their business. They go around doing what they need to do, go to their places, um, and that's it. There's no real sort of, like, people just saying hello, you know, and things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I find it really strange. First, when I first started coming down here, working down here before we moved, um, walking down the street and people just smiling and saying hello
1: that felt really weird
3: really weird it was almost like you know you sit on the tube and you know don't make eye contact with anybody because people are like what do you want yeah yeah, you You don't make eye contact Mm. at all and if somebody says hello to you you think that's really weird yeah but here people just say it in the streets so i yeah the people and the community and being actually feeling a part of something genuine Mm. and real for the first time in my life, was was amazing. Mm. really was.
0: I think for for me, I, I've described this to a few people, I, I, I felt, I feel visibly invisible. And that, that probably sounds really bizarre, but it's like within the yeah. queer community. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I've always used to sticking out. So where mm. I'm from in Suffolk, always felt like, you know, me and my husband were the gay couple, you know, the, the gay yeah, couple of yeah, the yeah. friendship group, the gay couple that went to the theatre, the gay couple that went to the picnic, whatever. Okay, yeah, Here, yeah. Here, it's just like... I'm visible, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to live my authentic self, but I'm invisible because I'm surrounded by our community. And oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And that just feels incredible. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know, there's there's something liberating about being able to walk down the street and feel safe and feel that actually yeah. you're not a minority here. you no, no, no. You're no, no, part no. of a big community. Yeah. And I, I think mean, that's amazing.
3: I, what I love about Brighton more than anything is that people are allowed to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm they really are. Um, nobody judges. Mm-hmm. Nobody um, has any preconceived ideas of, of what should be and what shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and everybody just gets on. Everybody just lets people be. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what I have found over the time of being here, that if there is any problems or if there is any remarks that are said to anybody... In the streets while you're walking, it's the visitors that come here
0: okay. to Brighton. Okay, that's good to know. That's what
3: I find, um, and it's and I kind of it, it kind of frustrates me because you, I I kind of feel if if you're not prepared to accept what Brighton is, mm. then why are you coming here? Yeah, because that's this is the real Brighton, mm-hmm. and if you don't like it, mm-hmm. stay away. Yeah, simple as that. Absolutely, don't tell us how we are supposed to live our lives in the town in which we live. Yeah. Or what we should be doing, yeah. Because what I love about Brighton, yeah, is yeah, it's a seaside town, mm. but it doesn't rely on all the tourists and the holiday makers. Whereas a lot of other seaside towns do. This is a, a proper working town, yeah, that absolutely. isn't seasonal. Yes, you know, businesses and everything else make a lot more money during the summer because a lot more people come here. But this is a normal working town, like any other town.
0: Mm.
3: And everybody just gets on with their lives.
0: There's so much going on for the people that are here. Yes. Not just the tourists. Yeah, exactly. Things
3: are done for the people that are here.
0: And there's always so much going on, isn't there? That's what we love about it. Oh, yeah, it doesn't stop. It's like... Wow! Just well, you've so much only just—you see—you've
3: only just arrived, so yeah. you've got—you've got to experience everything, the festival and the whole works.
0: It's just insane. Well, it really fringe is. is coming up, isn't it? Yeah, Six yeah, yeah. And then, oh yeah, um, oh you wait, oh you're in for a treat. And Pride—you know—I've never been to Pride here, so <gasps> what? I know, I know. Oh I know. my I know. life! Yeah, that's I'm, insane. So I, yeah, for me, it's that's—I'm so looking forward to that. I'm a little bit kind of like, wow, there's going to be a lot of people, but I feel like I need to just kind of experience it and throw myself into it and yeah. just go with it um, it is
3: something that you will never forget your you first your pride? first brighton pride you'll never forget it okay um yes i am you are? yes i am oh, amazing. yes super really yes it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be one hell of a mm. yeah i think this is gonna be the, the, kind of the biggest one well for it's 30 while, years it's, isn't it and it's obviously... 30 years and it's because we've not had one yeah. for three years as well so yeah. it's um everyone's ready to
0: party <laughs> like party. On,
3: oh but... please Jim, i mean i think this is it i don't think uh I don't think it's going to stop. It no. Normally, you know, it starts on the Friday night. People have, like, pre-Pride parties and everything else, and it all everyone gets into the mood and stuff. Yeah. And then you have the Saturday yeah. um, in the park, and then you've got the Pride Village party as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Sunday is the Pride Village party. And then everywhere still kind of carries on on the Monday as well, mm-hmm. even though it's a regular day. It's not a bank holiday or anything yeah. else. People kind of still stay down here, and all the bars are still doing things, yeah. and it's still... Kind of, it's like a post pride yes, kind yeah. of you no know, release. I and think I might amazing. need to book
0: off that Monday after. Uh, I think I've got the two weeks off beforehand as annual leave from my my day job, um, <laughs> so I think I might need to put the Monday off just to recover or or continue. But whatever. I was going to say
3: what I would have, I would suggest you taking the week off before and the week off after. after yeah. Totally, because then you've got enough time to recover. I'm broken,
0: I'm broken, yeah, totally. So. You've had a very varied career, um, and I know a bit about it, I guess, okay. um, because I've obviously spoken to your other half in the shop, and, we've, and, I, and I've obviously seen you perform as well, which is amazing, and you Thank know, you. for people that are listening, this is the first time I've met Wayne. I've only ever met Cara before. Um, the other week, I gave you a big kiss in the street. I was like, oh, it's Cara Van Park, and you're on your phone, <laughs> and I, I, afterwards, I was like, Okay, she was on the phone. I probably shouldn't have interrupted you when you were speaking, but I was like, oh, it's someone I know. Okay. Um, so, your background, I guess, you've, you mm. know, she said West End performance yes. and, you know, Les Mis, I think, was one of your shows. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, yeah. I did um, Les Miserables Arab in the West End mm-hmm. um, for a while. Um, I had, yeah, had a have had a long sort of like running thing with Les Mis um, mm-hmm. in and out and different sort of lives of it, you know. Um, Scandinavian tour and other things that wow. I did within the company, mm-hmm. so it was, it was amazing.
0: Absolutely. So, is that show probably the one that's the closest to your heart in terms of performance? Do you think, or
3: um, no? <clears throat> Not necessarily. No. I okay. mean, it's one. It's one that was very, very special for me. Mm-hmm. It really was. I had always, until I did Les Misérables, I would always been a dancer that that sang. Right. Um, I was never. Um, a singer, mm-hmm. a, not in my eyes anyway. Mm-hmm. I was always a dancer that, that sang. So all the other shows that I had done before, like Fame and Joseph and Beauty and the Beast, everything. Um, I'd always been more of a dancer mm-hmm. that could sing. Yeah, um, And then suddenly to be cast in a show, which is purely singing, mm-hmm. was just like, and not just purely singing. I mean, you're talking big singing. Mm-hmm. That scared me. Like you wouldn 't believe mm-hmm. um, it 's one that i 'm very proud of i 'm mm-hmm. very proud of doing, and I absolutely loved doing it, but it it was like dying. Eight times a week, yeah, it takes its toll. Yeah, it really course. does. You know, you have to die every single performance, <laughs> and you've got to go through this, and you're dying eight times a week, and you're like, oh,
0: please, so depressing.
3: Yeah, so, you what know, <laughs> I mean, they quite, We nicknamed it the Glums. It was nick It is nicknamed the Glums for a reason mm-hmm. because you get so depressed mm-hmm. from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, some big numbers though. In that, oh, I mean, there's some amazing some stuff. Some of the songs yeah. are incredible, aren't they? Yeah, so and I've, I've managed
3: to be able to, to like transfer some of the songs that from the show. Into my act now, which mm-hmm. is which is great, and everybody yeah. seems to love them. But I think the one show that is closest to my heart, they will always remain so special for me, um, was singing in the rain at oh, the wow. National Theatre. Yeah, okay, that was amazing. We did we did three months at West Yorkshire Playhouse. It was a West Yorkshire Playhouse production um, with Jude Kelly directed it and Stephen Mear choreographed it. And it was just the most incredible production. And Trevor Nunn, who was the artistic director of the National Theatre at the time, came to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was in 1999. Um, And we spent the millennium up there for three months. Um, And he was just like, this production has to have another life. Mm -hmm. Um, So what he did was he then then basically got it to transfer. We transferred to the National Theatre for the summer. Mm -hmm. We were there summer musical um so they kind of took it on it still had the same elements it still had the same direction choreography everything else um some of the design changed a bit and and stuff but to to be on the the main stage at the national theater was just incredible career highlight i guess oh my life it was yeah it really was it was so special Mm -hmm. it really was and Mm -hmm yeah and that is something and we we didn't just do the one season i mean we were there for like two and a half months at the national and that's sold out like crazy it was like the hottest ticket in town mm. um that they then brought it back the following season as well so we did two seasons amazing wow um and it was incredible and that's one that i'm really really proud of mm. really proud of it was yeah, yeah incredible
0: yeah and how did so how did Caravan Park come to life? How how was oh. Cara born? Oh, right. Okay. obviously West End career, I guess. Mm. Then straight into drag, was it? Or was no, it? no,
3: okay. no, no, no. I um, decided that I'd wanted I wanted to come out of um, musical theatre. Mm-hmm. I had enough. I was getting you know getting a little bit older, and um, and decided yeah I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff. I'd done more than I thought that I possibly would because it really is a seriously tough industry, and it's yeah. even tougher now than it was when I was in it. But um, I decided, yeah, I was going to bow out on a high, um, which I did. I was um, doing a show and I said, that's it. Once I finish this show, um, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I kind of fell into doing um, hair and makeup for shows um, in the West End and wigs and, and things through, through a friend. And and that really went well. But the one thing that I missed was actually singing. And I got asked to do um, a... A, a guest spot for, um, strangely enough, I, okay, I'd been doing, I, I did a panto, mm-hmm. a friend of mine produced a panto, and I got asked to do it. And I met another guy who was, was doing a, one of the other pantos The producer was producing, obviously. Um, and he said, oh my God, my friend's a drag queen. She would love you. Uh, you should do a, a, a guest spot for her. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not really into drag. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I did this and that's it. Was like, and he's like, oh, come on, God, you should do it. So in the end, I agreed to do it. Um, but it was a guest spot for Bagger Chips.
0: Oh, amazing. Wow. At
3: the Admiral Duncan. Okay. Which is, you know, it's an iconic venue. Yeah. And Bagger has become uh, an iconic figure um, within amazing. the drag scene in the the entire the UK mm. and the world. Um, so she asked me to do it, and I did. Um and literally that night, I got offered work from other venues and everything else who we were in there, and it was, and I was like, no, 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 this was a one-off I, I'm not <laughs> do it. I, I don't do this. And they said, well, if you change your mind, let us know. And yeah. I started thinking about it, and it was like, yeah, I had some fun, and it was great to be singing again, and and I thought, well, maybe I should just dip my toes in a little bit and see how it goes, and, and so I I kind of did, and within six months it became a full-time job wow
0: that's incredible
3: it was crazy absolutely crazy um I, I was at the time I was offering something new which was a big voice and mm. because of knowing about hair and makeup so my look was a little bit you know a little bit more refined than mm. maybe some drag queens at the time yeah being newbies um and I was giving something that the scene at the time hadn't really seen before mm-hmm. or was ready for a change and so I was very lucky that the timing was right. It was just, that time. yeah, totally, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and it just took off, and it, and it became my full time job, and and it's it's been insane. Yeah, I've now been doing it for just seven years, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a, a total, total like whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that it's, the whole thing has been incredible. Because there's been times when I've gone, that's it, I'm done.
0: You're done, yeah.
3: But it is, it's fun. And I've met some amazing people and I get to, to, sit, to do some amazing things um, some charity work and is it organi- working with different organizations, um, uh, doing Prague Pride and other things. And just, it is amazing. And I can't, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I have a great time. Mm. There are times, it's the same with any, any job. And it is a job. It's not a lifestyle or anything else.
0: It is a job. It looks glamorous, doesn't it, from the outside? It does look glamorous, but but my life is not. Yeah, it is. What's the... I mean, that was one of my questions, actually, you know, about tough times. Because I guess with any performer, you know, or any kind of art, there's always ups and downs, isn't there? Yeah. What would you describe as kind of the tough times of being Caravan Park and what's made you want to go, I'm done, I've I've had enough now?
3: Um, There's the... I mean, there is... uh, I don't travel as much as I used to. I used to travel a lot all around the UK and stuff. Yeah. But now that we've got the shop um, here in Brighton, it, it, that takes up a lot. And, you, you know, I have to put a lot into mm. to the shop and work in that. So I decided to, to take some venues out that means I don't travel as much. Um, but the traveling used to really get me down. Mm-hmm. It used to be, it was like three nights a week away and it, and get constantly on trains, living out of a suitcase, this, that, and the other. And uh, it just got really, mm. really tiring. Um, there's also, I mean, the downsides sides of it all, are, you know, wearing heels sometimes literally all day for like eight hours, your feet are absolutely, you've had enough. You've constantly got to put a smile on. Mm. You have to put a smile on, mm-hmm. you know, because the people, they don't want to see, you know, whether you're in a bad mood or what, what a sort of shit day you've had. Yeah, they course. don't care. And no. they, they I, I, The way I do my shows and the way I always say is that I want people to feel better leaving my show than when they did when they came. I have no idea. Everybody comes to see drag shows for different reasons and I have no idea what those reasons are. The last thing I am going to do is to pick on anybody Mm. and insult anybody. If someone comes for me, then I will go back. But I will not go out of my way to do that because I get a lot of people saying, oh, my sister's in tonight. Oh, Oh, will you pick on her? And I'm like, no. 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 I don't do that because I don't know what she's going through in her life and I sure as hell ain't going to want to, you know. I've seen some drag queens pull people apart Mm. and people have sat there in tears or walked out and things Mm. like that and I'm like... I have no idea what's going on in someone's life I'm not about to, to make someone feel worse
0: It's really interesting you said that because I've seen you perform a few times now and again I've never you, you're very positive you've never done that and I, that's, mm. I've not really thought about that before but I have seen other queens that have and you know some of it is it's very jokey some of it there's a line and you kind of think okay maybe yeah. that's got a bit too far now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you're completely right and going back to your heels your boots that you wear just <laughs> they are incredible like so I I I get they must <laughs> at your feet, but you look amazing yeah. in them. Oh, your look is incredible. It's thank you. So nice.
3: Thank you. I have to say they are so comfortable. Are they? Okay. They are so comfortable because I mean because they're boots and they're over the the knee boots. Mm. They support my ankle. Yeah. There's a platform on the, on the the sole, so the heel height doesn't feel as yeah. as high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they are. They're actually really quite comfortable. But yeah, eight hours in those, and you you know it, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, time to get these off. I'm Thank done. You very much.
0: Yeah. So, would you say um, that Kara has become like a friend or another side of your personality? Or I mean, because you must build like a relationship with like your drag persona when you're doing it so often, and mm. you know you're creating this person. So. How how do you describe your relationship with Kara? Is it like a fond friend or Um
3: Yeah, I mean there has to be there has to be a part of, of mm. Wayne that's in Kara, otherwise of course. it's you know. Um But I, I do kind of see Kara as a character. Mm. And she can get away with a hell of a lot more than I could. Um and she gets away with a hell of a lot more than I ever would want to, okay. to be honest with you. I'm Okay, I'm quite um how can I say I'm quite a, a, I don't want to say a person, but I'm, I'm quite a, I'm not loud, I'm not brash, I'm not obnoxious or anything else, but naturally as a person, I'm quite, I'm kind of reserved. Okay. But with the people that know me
0: mm-hmm.
3: and the people I feel comfortable with, I open up and I'm fun and I'm this, that and the other. Um, and it's great. It really is. But if you don't know me, I will sit there and I'll be quiet and I won't join Observe. in until I get to, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of an observer until I feel kind of safe in that environment and listen to what other people have got to mm-hmm. say and everything else and see where they're coming from. And then I will start inputting and, and stuff um, and seeing whether or not I, uh, these are people I actually want to be around and, and spend time with. So it's, it, it, I don't really go out on the scene um, when I'm not working because I'm, I'm a, I like being at home. I like being at home with my cats, on the sofa, with my partner, mm-hmm. a nice bottle of wine and watching a good movie. Yeah. Because I don't get to do that very often. I'm, it's you a know, treat, I guess. Oh, yeah, it? it totally is. Mm-hmm. And because, I, you know, I'm sort of like working four or five nights a week, you know, to, to actually have that night. I mean, it's like, it's Friday tomorrow. I've got Friday night off, which is unheard of wow. to actually have a Friday night off. Okay, So I am we've got the whole night planned <laughs> and it's like, yep, what are we eating? What are we drinking? What are we watching? Done. Great. You know, and it's, it's brilliant. So, um, yeah, I don't tend to kind of go out and, and, but if I, if I do, then I will sit back mm, okay, and, and just observe what's going on and, and I wonder, things.
0: I wonder if that's a lot of kind of, I mean, not everyone's, but I think there's probably a lot of people in the queer community that maybe do hold themselves back in some situations because i i don't know how you feel about this but i wonder as queer people whether sometimes we've almost learnt to um kind of filter ourselves over the years um in different situations so hmm. until we feel completely comfortable with people i mean i'm you know i'm i'm i talk a lot i'm doing a podcast you know i i like to have got good conversations really? with people, but yeah really <laughs> okay but i do think that there are situations even when i go into and i think okay i'm not too sure on mm. this yet or i need to just kind of scope out what's kind of going on quite yeah, rare yeah, yeah. but it does happen and yeah, i wonder yeah. if that's our experience our lived experiences as queer people whether we we learn to be a bit guarded until we're completely comfortable yeah
3: so we know how far we can take it yeah and or because or not...
0: we, we're used to kind of yeah almost not being accepted in some kind yeah, of
3: way yeah no i yeah no i totally agree mm. i totally agree but then you know within like you say within our you know within our own community you know it's a shame that we do feel kind of guarded Mm. um, and that we have to kind of filter things. But maybe that's a conditioning and maybe it's not like, you know, a a conscious decision, but it's a conditioning that what we've, we've had to do, especially from where you're from, you know, you've had to kind of filter things, but if somebody is from Brighton, they wouldn't have to because it's a way of life. It's what it is. It's, it's, it's it's how everybody sees it automatically. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just there. But, um, it is something that yeah, I think possibly you're right, that we, we over the years we have learned to people who were not brought up in that sort of mm-hmm. environment, that we have learned to condition ourselves mm-hmm. and, and kind of step back. But also I'm um I don't want to say I'm outspoken, but I will speak my mind. Mm-hmm. If I don't agree with somebody I will
0: mm-hmm. I will tell them. Okay.
3: Um and I listen to I listen to people's political views and things, and I hear them saying things and this, that, and the other. And I feel my back going up and my finger starts to clench. And I'm <laughs> should
0: like, should have stayed at home, watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have gone out. <laughs> <laughs> do you know
3: what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and there's there's times, there are times when I've actually a, a, not started an argument, but a heated debate. And I'm going, I'm sorry, but I think you're so wrong. Mm. And now, you know, and, she, and they're like, Well, it's my opinion. It's like, Yeah, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But I'm entitled to my opinion. And this is my opinion. Yeah. And you want my opinion of you? This is it. Yeah. And I'll get it. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it, it, and I will, I will, I will stand up for myself mm-hmm. because over the years, you know, growing up, you know, we've we had to kind of take a, a back step. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, I came out um, during the whole onslaught of of AIDS. I was fifteen,
0: right? Okay, when
3: AIDS kind of really hit, and Rock Hudson dying, and mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, and everything else. You know what I mean? And and I remember going out. Um, in town when I was 18. And it was one of those scary times that if you were seen out and people thought that you were gay, you were spat on in the street. Mm -hmm. You were, you know, there was queer bashing going on everywhere. Um, It was horrendous. Mm -hmm. It was a really, really scary time. Mm -hmm. Um, So having to be somebody that you're not
0: and filter yourself. Uh, yeah,
3: it's tough, isn't yeah it? totally, yeah, mm. it really is mm. um and it to a certain degree, I mean I think we came a hell of a way, and it was amazing, but I think there's there's so much that has gone on and and the, to a certain degree, I feel almost like we've almost taken a couple of steps back,
0: mm-hmm. okay,
3: a couple of things that have been going on recently and and people's views and ideas and everything else I mean. Clause tw- we had Clause 28, mm. which was horrendous, which was so ridiculous. Um, and those of you who, who don't know who, what Clause 28 is, then read up and educate yourselves. Mm. There's because actually a book that's just come out about unreal. it. was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Mm. Um, so it, that, was, that was something else. And then when all that was abolished then, that was great. That was absolutely brilliant, because it was like yeah okay, now we're allowed to to live, and things change, but there are things there are things that have kind of come in and things that have developed that does make change things a little bit for mm-hmm. us and and mm-hmm. some people are a little bit wary about um being themselves as much as mm-hmm. we have been allowed to be mm-hmm. you know it is um the political climate around the world is is just a little bit crazy
0: it's a bit scary i I think you know section twenty eight for me you know, I so when that came into force, I mean, I was you know, I was I was very young, I was a kid, but um, you know, the repercussions of that throughout my childhood mm. and teenage years definitely I felt it. If I think, and I actually feel quite cross about it now because I I had no concept really of what it was until maybe a few years ago when I started to educate yeah. m- myself more around the queer community, and you know, I definitely felt i was bullied at school i was very it was very much a, a common thing for people to shout kind mm. of abuse and no one did anything about it and it's yeah. because actually you couldn't you know promote or talk about homosexuality or anything of that nature in but it schools. wasn't just
3: it wasn't just talking about it and promoting it it was to an extent which was so ridiculous the fact that any queer writers or queer artists their work wasn't allowed to be in any school or any mm-hmm. public library or anything like that. So anything from, the, I mean, national curriculum, syllabus has changed. Mm-hmm. The works of Oscar Wilde were withdrawn. Mm-hmm. You, could, you weren't allowed to study them. You weren't allowed to read them or anything. Like, I'm just, n- I didn't realise that. that. You just yeah. educated
0: me more there. I yeah. thought it was just purely about schools. And... No, no, no,
3: no. It was wow. any queer writers or things like that. That was it. You not done couldn't
0: do it actually i remember now in it's a sin where he's working in the library and mm. they say uh, i can't remember his name the character's name and he has to go through all of the books to make take sure, things out yeah to make yeah. sure there was no queer artists and yeah. things yeah you're completely right
3: it's crazy and things like do you know what i mean it, um there was a, a friend of mine who was um at art college and um they weren't allowed to sort of like study the works of frida carlos and things like that and he's just like this is insane yeah absolutely insane
0: I find it I mean I you know the last few years I've really I got involved in Pride in Suffolk a few years ago I was part of the committee and that was amazing mm. and I, I met lots of different people and I think it just gave me a thirst to keep educating myself more yeah, yeah. about the queer community and hence you know um wanting to do this podcast um and for me I kind of feel like you know the AIDS um epidemic and HIV and you know that that time it's I have to keep reading about it and I've now got mm. so many books on it because not because it's um it's interesting, but because it's, it's I think, a duty almost. It's like, yeah. I, I need to know about that time because oh, yeah, yeah. there are so many heroes from that time mm. that lived their truth and, you know, had an awful time and... You know, I'm here now living yeah. a life where I feel very comfortable, yeah, yeah, yeah. very happy, I'm married, you know, people thirty, forty years ago couldn't even imagine that when yeah. they were going through that time. No, so no, no, no. we have a duty, I think, to educate ourselves as young queer people. And I yeah. and I definitely feel that that whole time when I when I read about some of the stuff that was the, the propaganda from the governments mm. and the, the you know, messages from the head of the police yeah. and all sorts of it's just awful. Okay,
3: I'm going to get on my soapbox now for a minute. Please I do. really am. I'm so Please sorry do. to do this. Because this is, this is something that is really close to me. Yeah. Um, it is this thing that you're saying, you know, all the people and the, that have influenced everything else mm-hmm. and, you know, you're you're kind of um, learning about things and educating mm-hmm. yourself so much, not just because it's interesting, but if you feel like you have a duty. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I really agree. And I think it's absolutely amazing. And it's very, you know, admirable that you do that. There are mm-hmm. so many... Um, queer people who are younger that just don't and they don't care and they had no idea of what actually really went on before. Mm-hmm. You mentioned It's a Sin and the programme was incredible and some of the things that they touched on was, it was real. It really mm-hmm. was. A lot of people thought it was a little bit far-fetched, especially the way that the guy was treated in hospital, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was real. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing, that treatment did happen mm-hmm. it wasn't just dramatized it did happen it's reality and it's you know and it, it's really sad but the thing about it is is that the government didn't really want to know when the aids epidemic really hit they didn't want to know they didn't want to and it was called you know it was, it was nicknamed the gay plague mm. that was it it was nicknamed the gay plague now what ended up happening was that the the gay community the queer community had to educate themselves we had to do that because no one else was there to give us any mm-hmm. information of what was right, what was wrong, what we could do, what we couldn't do, what the limitations were, what the expectations were or anything. Nobody else, nobody knew. Mm-hmm. So we had to do it ourselves because mm-hmm. no one else was going to do it for mm-hmm. us. And we did that and we lived through it and we we educated the, the people that were coming up and, and sorted it all out. And it was amazing. The problem that I see now is that you get a lot of younger And I don't want to sound patronising or anything else, but you get a lot of younger queer people who don't know the facts. They Mm -hmm. don't know what happened. They didn't live through it, and they didn't have. They don't have that fear. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. They have
3: never had to have and live with that fear, that anxiety that you've felt, yeah, and everything else. Mm. Um, And I see, I see queer people all over the place, younger ones, constantly, and in in all the bars that I go. And there seems to be a major lack of respect for the more mature person mm-hmm. who is standing there in the bar mm-hmm. and stuff, having a good time as well. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they're not wearing the right trainers, the right clothes, the right haircut. They're a little bit older. They're wearing glasses. This, and this. They've got lines. They aren't Botoxed up to the hill. Mm-hmm. And you can see them looking and almost laughing. And it's like, it annoys me so much because you just think, without that person and the other people and his friends and everything else, and Mm -hmm. maybe his ex-boyfriend, his ex-partner, who's maybe dead now or whatever. Without those people of that generation Mm -hmm. and generations before him, they wouldn't be in that club now. They wouldn't be able to live their life as freely as they are. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be as visible and to be able to do what they are doing without those people that they literally paved the way and made it a much safer and better place for them to be able to live their life with as much freedom as they do Mm -hmm. and it annoys me so much that Mm -hmm. there is not that respect for those people who had to work so hard and suffered Mm -hmm. suffered so much in order for those people to live their truth
0: truth. yeah of course we stand on their shoulders really don't we it's their giants you know oh yeah totally i think you know my hope is though that and i think definitely conversations that i've had with kind of younger queer people is that programs like it's a sin you know there's a lot more kind of i guess um television now where you know there's more queer storylines mm. and you know i mean it's i remember i remember seeing a first love story on glee back in 2012 mm. or something with two guys and i remember thinking oh my goodness this is what i should have seen when i was at school you know yeah, this yeah. is um but i think a lot more people are seeing that kind of thing on television now and i think it's a sin has really opened up people's eyes and i my hope is that the younger even you know my sis cis straight friends you know they're they're like, wow, I can't – But that's this program was amazing. Mm. It's really made me think about that whole time in a different way. I had no education about it. And yeah. and I guess it, it's one of those situations, isn't it, where if it doesn't affect you, if it's not directly in your um, – you know, it's privilege, isn't it? If, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it doesn't affect you, you don't really need to think about it. No. It's like any type of privilege that mm. people have, you know. Um but I'm so glad that people like Russell T Davies are making programmes that are making people think oh, and yeah, giving totally. people opportunity to learn because yeah. it's, it's it's so important.
3: Um, it, watching It's a Sin, I mean, it was incredible. It really was. It was amazing. And I've spoken to so many friends um, of mine who are, some of them who were prominent drag queens um, within Brighton itself and and out of Brighton. Um, we're a similar sort of age and we all went through it. Mm. We all we all remember the times mm. and the, and the friends and mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm. And it was it was really tough for some mm. of us watching it and kind of reliving a lot of what we went through by watching the program. Mm-hmm. That was that was a bit tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was something that needed really needed to be done. Mm but like i say i mean there's a there's a lot of um younger people within the queer community that just thought it was a it was exaggerated and it was a dramatization mm-hmm. yeah it was a dramatization but <clears throat> it wasn't
0: exaggerated no there was truth behind oh, it yeah yeah totally mm. totally thank you for sharing that because i think that's it's really interesting to hear your perspective on on that time and you know i've got some um extended family members that are elders they're in their 80s and they've been together since mm. 1950 something um, so they've, they've lived a very um, you know uh, I guess kind of complex um, wonderful life where they've had to go through every type of scenario yeah, as yeah. queer people um, and I remember having a conversation with with them saying about you know it's a sin and and they said you know we can't binge watch it we have to watch one at a time because it's it's too much you know you have to understand that we went through it we lived it yeah it's our lived experiences i was
3: i was the same i had to watch an episode Mm. and then leave it for a few days or whatever and then watch another one and yeah i couldn't i couldn't do the whole thing it was Yeah. yeah Having to process, but it literally was processing each episode as it happened. Mm, it's trauma, I'm I just guess. Going, isn't okay. it it's yeah, it's totally.
0: you know, it's it's a reminder of mm. of things you know from the past. Yeah, totally. So, I guess you know, you are a, a queer artist. Would you describe yourself as a queer artist? Would you as um, a drag queen? And I, 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 you know what? I actually,
3: I don't know. I don't. You see, I don't call myself a drag queen. Strangely enough. I know that sounds really, and that's Diva. not, and it's not. It's not because I don't find it, it I, because I find it insulting or anything else. I don't. I know. Um, I actually make a joke of it in in my show sometimes, and I do make a, a joke of it. You know, um, I talk about you know when I first started doing uh, what I call specialized cabaret, um, and I make I love a jo- that. I, I know, and I, I make a joke saying you know because uh, <clears throat> I don't like the term drag because it sounds like I'm being pulled up the street by my heels, um, but I. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, th- this is the thing. Yeah, I dress up in women's clothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to look like a woman. I am obviously mm-hmm. a man in a dress. You pull it off um, very well.
0: I mean, you look amazing. You look incredible. I
3: look, um, but I can, you can still see that there's a man behind it. I don't look necessarily like, you know, a, a real woman. There are other queens that do, you know, <clears throat> And they go for the whole mm-hmm. sort of fishy look and everything yeah. else. Um, I'm a I'm a lady of a certain age. I'm a lady of a certain size. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's only so much you can do, mm-hmm. you know, polishing a turd. It's, there's only so no, much that's going to happen. You look happen. great. You look great. Um, but it it yeah, I'm not trying to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there is anything wrong with that, but it's it's just not the where I want to be with it. Mm-hmm. I Cara is glamorous and and I like to think you know that she has that glamour and class mm, and mm-hmm. things like that um, and so that's where the the whole aesthetic comes from mm-hmm. with that the glamour and the class and I yeah I so I'm not sure about the term drag
0: mm-hmm.
3: I perform. You're a performer. I'm a performer well, I and I sing and it. I do that. Yeah, and it's a character. Yeah. Um and I perform and I sing and I and I have some fun with an audience and mm-hmm. I have a good time and they have a good time. Um but if I had to if you have to put a label on it, then I suppose yeah I am. I'm a I'm a drag queen. And mm-hmm. um But yeah, I but I do, queen. do you know what I mean. <laughs> but I do, I do love the term. Um yeah. Specialised cabaret performer. I love
0: that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like adult entertainer, isn't it? Isn't it? Rather yes. than porn yes. star. Yes. You're a porn <laughs> character. That's it. Do you know what
3: <laughs> I'm an adult entertainer. Now you're a porn star. Okay, that's it.
0: So I, I, do, you, do you feel that your work extends... Is there an importance to your work that sten, extends beyond the character of Caravan Park to the queer community? Do you see it as like a responsibility in some way?
3: Um, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I think there is a... <clears throat> There are so many of us. Um oh God, this sounds really arrogant, and I really don't mean it to sound arrogant. When you are put um in a a kind of raised platform, mm-hmm. when you are put on a platform, um I think we have I feel like I have a responsibility and a duty mm-hmm. to to, you know, help and and educate as as much as we possibly can the the people that are um, coming up Mm -hmm. or also to to help um, people within our community that we possibly can to Mm -hmm. make things easier Mm -hmm. because they're doing it for us. Without the audiences, we wouldn't have our career, we wouldn't have a life, we wouldn't be paying the bills, we wouldn't be doing anything. Do you know what I mean? I never look down on on anything like that. Um, I, I think it is very important to remember that our audiences and the people around us are the ones that are keeping us doing what mm-hmm. we are doing and keeping us there and keeping us supporting. And myself and a lot of my sisters, we do work for charity. We do work for um, organisations like um, Men Talk and Mind mm-hmm. Out and, mm-hmm. and things. And I think it is really important. Um, some people do see us as, as kind of role models and, and things like that. And it... There's one term that a lot of people have used about me and I, I, don't, I don't kind of see it myself and, and because I just do what I do. But I, I get called Brighton Drag Queen Royalty, which I find really quite strange because I'm just doing what I do and I'm, I feel lucky and honoured to be in a position to be able to do what mm. I do. Um, to hopefully put a smile on people's faces, Mm -hmm. to make people feel better about what's gone on in their day, Um, to be able to be in a position to go and help raise some money for
0: Mm
3: -hmm. really admirable causes and things like that. That is a real honour and a privilege Mm -hmm. that I am able to do that. Um, And it it is wonderful that we can. Mm. It really is. So...
0: Yeah. I guess that term is—it's—it's it's a byproduct, though, of your um, your hard work. I guess you know your your presence in the community is clearly respected and mm. appreciated. So if you've got that label, then you've clearly earned that over the last five years of being yeah. here. That's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're being booked <clears throat> up every week and you're doing five shows a week, there's there's mm. a reason. You know, that's
3: yeah. It it is. It's just really humbling sometimes mm. when you. When you see, you know what's what's kind of going on and what people are going through Mm -hmm. as well, and you try and do as much as you can. Like I say, we're just lucky the the fact that we're in a position that we are able to help people and that we can do that. Mm -hmm. And I will do whatever I can to help anybody that I can.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online
0: And you mentioned earlier on the the Brighton Birdcage, which obviously is your shop. Yes. Which is incredible. I've bought some shoes from the Brighton Birdcage (laughs) and I struggle to walk in them. Oh, yeah. Um, What was the the kind of um, thought behind the shop? Was it because you wanted to kind of extend, you know, or think about a plan for the future? Mm. Or is it that actually you want to help up and coming queens and give people the advice that maybe you'd received?
3: Um, Honestly, it had nothing to do with me.
0: Okay. It really didn't have anything to do with me.
3: The idea came from my other half, mm-hmm. um, came from my partner, um, because he was realising that there was times, like if I was doing a show in Birmingham, I would go earlier than I needed to so that I could get to certain shops to get the jewellery because they had the best jewellery there okay. and the best tights yeah. um, and then um, if I was going to Leicester I would be going a little bit earlier because I could go and buy the wigs from there because there was nowhere that you mm-hmm. can get everything all together all in one place mm-hmm. there's no website there was no nothing you had to get things online from c- certain places and other things online from different places and this that and the other and when you're ordering things online it's really hard because you have no idea what they're going to look like you have mm-hmm. no idea what the sizes are going to be and it's that it's just insane um and my other half he's very business minded mm-hmm. very business minded and he um he's a photographer at the moment and he's one of the incredibly successful photographer um and he was like, yeah, I, but I want some, I'm want. i not going to be doing this the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of want something else that I can do. Is kind of a pension that I can kind of leave people mm-hmm. running in this, like, like a business. Mm-hmm. And he came up with the idea because of seeing me going around, getting things and having the difficulty of finding everything all in one place. Yeah. And um, we were on holiday and he'd actually, unbeknownst to myself, had been working on the idea for 18 months. Wow. And had kind of worked literally the minutest detail of the finances and stock and and researching, uh, oh, what is it? Um, um, suppliers and everything mm-hmm. else. And we were on holiday, and um, we were in our friend's villa, and we were round the pool. <laughs> we were just there, and. He said the one phrase that always I always dread because I always know I've I always know I've done something wrong. <laughs> and he was like, um, "Can we have a chat?" And I was like, "Oh God, what have I done? What's happened? What have I done now?" <laughs> oh God! Um, and I was, and I said to him, "You know, what have I done?" And he was like, "Oh no, 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 nothing. nothing. I just want to want to talk to you about something." I was like, "Okay," he went, but hear me out. Let me finish. Don't interrupt me. Mm-hmm. Just let me say everything. And he blurted out. Um, this entire idea and the pitfalls and it literally in the, the minutest detail. It's like a Dragon's Den type situation. Totally. <laughs> it was. It literally was this whole pitch, this whole sales pitch for the shop. Brilliant. Um, and he said, what do you think? And I was like, uh, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: that's incredible.
3: And then we, we started working on it and it took us um, another just over 12 months mm-hmm. to get it all sorted and... Um, and then in May this year, we will have been open for three years.
0: That's amazing. And I guess you opened just before COVID
3: We When COVID hit, we had been open uh, for nearly nine months. But that must have been a scary prospect. Yeah, it really was. Because we're, yeah. a, new, we're you know, a new business, mm. only been open for nine months. And we're like, we don't even know if we're going to survive, whether mm-hmm. we're going to be able to get through this or not. Mm-hmm. Um luckily we did we we started the online shop as well and amazing and it was great and it all took off and it's yeah it is it's all kind of crazy at the moment. The sh-
0: it really is the shop is amazing it's so incredible i thank you Where we uh so i was going to polyglamorous last mm. month i actually didn't get in because i got id'd and didn't have id on me Can no way me? yeah oh you
3: see no i'm not happier than that you that fact that you look young enough to be id'd
0: i don't think it's the, i think it's just id everyone it's ridiculous i was just like i was was a complete diva i had too many drinks i was like i'm just gonna go home just gonna go home (laughs) but anyway but i'd gone there and i bought some stuff and uh nick very kindly helped me out with makeup and all that kind of stuff but i was gonna wear i was gonna go full drag and have a Mm. go at doing everything but i didn't in the end but um i went in and i tried this um i looked at this dress i was like wow this looks amazing i'm totally gonna try this on it's gonna look incredible Mm. and it, it was a bit kind of like um you know like a swimming costume like a kind of like a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. And it's got one of those under kind of bits, so yeah, you pull yeah, yeah. it up, and then you've got the big floaty skirt. Yeah, yeah. It literally the shoulders came to my nipples. It was just there was there was no <laughs> way. I don't know why I thought I could wear it. It was but ridiculous. you're tall. Well, that's this is the, the thing. You're a tall guy. Yeah. You really are. So, um, yeah, it just didn't, didn't work out. So I think it, it, if I do buy anything, it's gonna have to be quite bespoke, maybe for my height and stuff. I guess. Oh no, we've um, got we've got some we've got
3: some, um, oh. we've got some longer ones now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've yeah, we've got quite a quite a big range now of, of amazing
0: dresses and stuff. And what's the website for anyone that might be interested? It's
3: uh uk. Fantastic.
0: And everyone should go and have a look. Even just to go and have a, a nose, it's mm. incredible. It's so amazing. Oh thank you. Um so in terms of our community, I mean we've talked a lot about the community, you know, why it's important and the kind of different different areas of the community allyship is a big thing for Mm. me um i think it's being an ally um is incredibly incredibly important not just in our community but to other communities um and and i think that's something that you know we're speaking a lot more about as a society now but i think there's a real need to be kind of allies within within our community to Mm. all the different kind of areas how important is allyship to you and you know what advice would you give to someone who wants to be an ally and is just not sure how to How to do it? Um, I think
3: it's hugely important that we have allies. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, It's one thing us um, wanting our own voices to be heard, Mm -hmm. but it's another thing other people out of our community wanting our voices to be heard Mm -hmm. and feeling that we deserve to have our voices heard. Mm -hmm. Um, That is amazing. It really is. Uh, I have some dear friends of mine who, who are straight, I mean, nobody's perfect. (laughs) Um, So they're they're straight, um, heterosexual, male and female, um, who go out into the community, um, have no problems with it whatsoever, Mm -hmm. and are part of our community. And they respect Mm -hmm. the fact that it is our. It's a community that we have for us. Mm -hmm. Um, They're welcome to it, and they're welcome. They 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 feel honoured. To yeah. have been welcomed into it and mm-hmm. that they are a part of something that we have. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's all too, too often you hear, you know, I hear of um, people going into um, so-called straight bars and not be- being made mm-hmm. to feel welcome mm-hmm. um, and being looked at. And so, do you know, what I mean, But it's the fact that we have our own spaces, there are safe spaces and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there seems to be a trend at the moment as well of um, like hen parties and everything else uh, going into our safe yeah. spaces, mm-hmm. um, which is fine as mm-hmm. long as they respect what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment they start overstepping the mark, mm-hmm. I think that there are some venues that will actually go. No, sorry. Yeah. You know, um, there are other venues that will actually welcome them in because they know they're going to get money from them. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of changes our place and a place that we feel comfortable in and that we can have for ourselves. Mm. Um, And that's what I was saying earlier, the fact that things are changing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's great that people, you know, know, are accepting and everything else, but there are a lot of places that are being taken over a little bit and it's Mm. a shame. So I think to have people who come into our community and respect us and Mm -hmm. not just respect us, but will also help give us a voice champion us yes totally Mm. um there is one woman here i'm not gonna in in brighton i'm not gonna um embarrass her by saying her name but she is the biggest ally that i've ever known in my entire life wow um she champions she does she raises money for so much charity she's the first one there with a bucket collecting Mm. and everything else Mm. um unbelievable absolutely unbelievable I've never known anything like it Mm. and she is incredible and and she is a voice and she's a face and a name that everybody within our community here in Brighton knows Mm. and Mm. having people like her is is so important it's incredible isn't it oh yeah it really Mm. is yeah
0: it's really interesting you talk about the uh, queer venues with lots of kind of straight people coming to them and I you know for me I I I love the fact that I guess there's um, everyone can integrate and we can have Mm. um you know, people sharing sharing the love and having a great time. But what I would say, and I completely agree with you, um, I think coming from a, a place where actually those type of venues are a rarity, I appreciate them so much mm. more. Um, and, you know, hence one week I went out about six times in a row because I was like, oh, my God, I've just got to go out and yeah, see yeah, some yeah. more drag and see some more people and have some drinks and things. And last year we came to visit before we moved here, and I remember that about 30 people on a hen party walked in. And it was just, it completely changed the dynamic of the venue. And I don't know, there is something about having a space for queer people, for queer people to thrive and to, I mean, yeah, absolutely. People are welcome, but it's, you're right. It's about being respectful and it's about, actually, this is, this is our, our space here and please respect us and respect everything that's kind of going on. It's not not a token or a caricature of of life, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a reality. Yeah, absolutely. It is a
3: reality. And Mm. this is our life. Mm. Um, Uh, Do you know what I mean? And it's that thing of like, yeah, you should be honoured, the fact that we're allowing you to be Mm. here, you know, and this and the other. But what I find, you know, it's that word respect. Um, You can ask any drag queen, Mm -hmm. any drag queen, and they will tell you that when you get a group of straight girls all together, Mm -hmm. It, they they can become, and I'm not saying all of them, mm-hmm. because this is where I'll probably get death threats. <laughs> but you get a lot, you know. They have get a drink inside them, especially hen parties, and, that, and I experience it all the time. And any drag queen will tell you those are the ones that will grab your tits, mm-hmm. or slap your ass, mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's just like that's very disrespectful. Why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Why do you feel that it's okay for you just to come up and grab my tits? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that to you. And they go, you can. I was like, no, why would it? Mm-hmm. Why it makes you think I want to? Mm-hmm. And But if anybody was to do that to them mm-hmm. on the street or anything else, that like you'd, you'd never met. Yeah, be awful, they'd be arrested it? and everything else, but yeah. it's okay for them to invade our space, space. and our personal body, our personal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this is it. It's our person,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, slap on the ass, grabbing the tits. And it was like, why, what makes you think it's okay to do that? Mm-hmm. And I just find that, so, so disrespectful.
0: Well, you're a person, aren't you? you yeah. Yes, you're playing a, playing a role, but actually you're still a person there. I'm still a person. I'm a human being underneath that. I have to then apologise because I think the, one of the first times we met, I was fascinated by your breasts and I think I did have a squeeze. You did, but you asked.
3: That's the <laughs> difference. If you ask, I'll go, yeah, knock yourself out. I was but, like, that's you know amazing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? but, don't, <laughs> but don't ever assume that it's just okay just to go up and grab tits. Consent, you know what I mean? people, consent. Uh, exactly. It's all about the consent, but I have to say, you see, I get a lot of guys as well that say, "Can I? can I... Grab your tits and I go, Well, yeah, if I can grab your crutch.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're like, one. What?
3: And I'm like, Yeah, if you grab, so do I. Yeah. That's the rules. Yeah. Simple absolutely. as that. Yeah. And they go, And the nine I have to say, nine times out of ten they go, Okay then. And I'm like, Okay, here we go, fine. <laughs> and that's fine, do you know what I mean because then it's it's a it is mutual it's about asking. Yeah. It's respect, that. it's respect and consent. Absolutely. Um,
0: I remember last year, actually, just finishing on this. I remember uh, the hen party that was in in the pub last year. I remember they they were all having shots and things and drinks, and one of them came up to me and said, "Oh, you guys should really get married." And I said, "Yeah, we have been for eleven years." And it was almost like I should be honoured that they think, "Yeah, we should get married." And it was yeah. like, "We are married. It's it's yeah. you know we yeah, call with it." And yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you know, and I, I'm not being disrespectful to anyone, but I think it's it is. I think sometimes in our in our spaces, um, we almost become like the, the token, I don't know, token, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's like I talked about earlier about it kind of it being like a typical caricature of a situation. So we're mm. oh, going to a gay bar. It's really fun. Everyone's really friendly. We always come to gay bars because it's so great. Da, yeah, da, 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 yeah. da. And don't get me wrong. That's great. That's, that's really lovely. But as you said, it's our space. And actually yeah. it's about, we all also, want to have a nice time. But also time those and,
3: people, they don't, Most of the time they have no idea about our lives and how far we've come within our lives and everything else. And the thing about it is within the gay community, we're actually not that bothered about each other's lives, to be honest, or whether we're married or not. Mm. It doesn't actually make any difference. Mm -hmm. We're living our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing. We're Mm -hmm. living our lives as we want to live them Mm -hmm. how we want, Mm -hmm. with who we want Mm -hmm. and when we want. Mm -hmm. Um, Without telling each other, oh, you should get married, how long Mm -hmm. this, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's not important. It's the fact that we are living our lives as we want to, with the people we want to and how we want to. But then to be told by anybody who doesn't, is new to our community, like coming into Mm -hmm. it, and going, oh, you should do this. Yeah, we do. Oh, you should go, what about this? Oh, we do. Do, Oh, okay. Do you
0: get asked all the time, are you guys going to have children? Are you going to have kids? Oh, Uh, don't, don't. And we're like,
3: no. No, do you know what (laughs) what I mean? I I get, I, I actually, I'm not, that child friendly. I have to say, I have to admit, I'm really not that child friendly. And I always have a jo- have a joke. Say, do you want kids? I was like, no. Um, I'm not actually gay. It's just that it stops my family from asking me about getting married and children. <laughs> so I just pretend. It's a, d- a deterrent. It's a deterrent. <laughs> so I don't have to talk about getting married and be you know having children. Yeah. Um, no. No. I I think. I think yeah. Everybody is different. Everybody is you know once it has different ways of of living their life. Definitely. I have no intentions of of looking after a child. I can just about look after myself, mm. yeah. let alone. And also, I don't. I don't think there is much um, at the moment to bring a child into in this. No, world. it's a bit of a yeah. It's, it's a, scary. A scary old world yeah. at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I I worry about <clears throat> what we're leaving behind for the mm. generations that are coming. Mm-hmm. I do, I worry about that. Mm. Um, um, because I, what we're doing, the consequences of our actions now mm-hmm. are going to
0: yeah. you know, affect Ripple their head, lives. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, no, I, I, that question just always makes me laugh. It's just, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like we've asked everything else, so let's just ask if you want kids. Yeah. Yeah, so funny. You
3: can get married. So let's talk about kids. Kids. Oh, yeah, sure. no, 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 no. I would Seriously. be buying a
0: flat in Hove if I had children. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, would not no. be happening. No, no not definitely happening. not. No. Um, so to finish off the podcast, oh, uh, we go. I have a quick fire round. Oh God! But I, a... I just saw the look on your face.
3: So, so oh, here we go. I go think on. it's going
0: to be quite fun. Um, okay. They're, they're just some quick fires.
3: D- yeah, I'm not that quick fire though. Go on.
0: <laughs> you could, no, you, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you'll have the answers for this. Okay, okay. So
3: queer icon. Uh, what well, my favourite queer icon? Yeah.
0: Um, oh, you see? I'm terrible. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> let's just stop. let's start this again. Queer icon. (laughs) Liza Minnelli. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. Um, Favourite musical? West Side Story. Okay. Your go-to book? Oh,
3: um, it's not a book, it's a play, Normal Heart.
0: Is that now on Apple TV?
3: Yes. As
0: a, it's about, it's about AIDS and HIV, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it it is. Um, It's Larry Kretzmer, was the author, um, and it, it was the play that I read at college and just changed my okay. life. Absolutely, wow. yeah. I need just to incredible.
0: watch. Well, I need to read that. There was. Need, a, they
3: did watch. a film actually. Julia Roberts was in the film. Um, yeah, just incredible. But it's play now adult. a TV series on Apple TV.
0: I'm sure. um, I or maybe it's a film. I'm I've not sure. They
3: did, they did. They did. They did. As I said, they did a film version with. Um, with Julia Roberts, and it's just incredible.
0: It's been recommended to me. Have you? Uh, this is not quick fire. I'm asking you a question. Have you <laughs> read the Greg and Nick books? No. Read by a Brighton author. Um, oh my god! Is it Michael Roman Baker? I want to say um, it's five books. They're all set in Brighton and Hove. Oh my They're Incredible. Oh, That's I must read them. So good. I got the first one from the library, and I bought all the rest on Amazon. They are amazing. And they're set – One, what I mean at the moment is called Greg in Paris, and it's all about his kind of experience in Paris. But they're set from, like, the late 50s to the 60s. And, yeah, they're amazing. Oh, they're amazing. So, so cool. I'm addicted. I'm like, okay, bed, so right. i so I read my book. That's something from um, my um, list, yeah. Album of all time? Purple Rain. Oh, okay. That, see, that was quick. That's – is that – okay, why,
3: why that album? Um, I'm a big Prince fan. Prince fan. I okay. love Prince. Saw okay. him in concert a few times. Um, went to a very small, um, like acoustic set that he did as well after amazing. his concert. Though didn't the any scene. Would you do Purple
0: Rain in, Rain in your set?
3: I would do. Yeah, I have. I've never done it, but I'd I'd love to do it. But I, it's one of those songs that is just so amazing. If you don't mm. do it justice, as it justice, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, that's what I always say. If you can't do it right, mm-hmm. especially such an iconic song like mm-hmm. that, I one of my prized possessions is Purple Rain live. It's a live concert of Purple Rain, oh, and, it, wow. and it's on vinyl.
0: Oh, so you still have that one? You didn't I get rid of that have one? <laughs> one. <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was that was amazing. Must keep that, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep that one. Must um, keep that one. Flats or heels? Oh, uh, flats, flats. But your your boots are killer. My
3: boots, are, my boots are amazing, and they, it does feel like I'm walking in in trainers. But I'm a trainer. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. my
0: trainers. Mm-hmm. This we is really going to be a tough one. Diana or Kate? Diana. Di- it's got to be Diana, isn't it? it? Has to be Diana. Kate is wonderful, but
3: she is wonderful, but. Diana is just, yeah, I get Diana, it. Diana, Diana, every time. Mm. What she did, I mean, we haven't seen what Kate's done yet. No. She hasn't done that much, but everything that Diana did was just incredible. Yeah, she, it really was. Ev- yeah.
0: Do you know, every year I watch all the documentaries, all of the, I just, I don't know, I just... Mm. I just think she's incredible I have to keep watching oh, Diana she's gone amazing. too soon R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diana yeah. Nigella or oh Nigella Nig- oh it has to be Nigella doesn't it
3: Nigella oh are you kidding me I, I have Nigella Christmas oh. are you joking I'm a Christmas freak I've got all her Christmas cookbooks <gasps> and everything else oh yeah have you
0: done the gingerbread stuffing yes oh my god it's incredible yeah Nigella boy all the way we've met Nigella three times okay shut up <laughs> we have a picture of her and Leo in my uh, in our kitchen I'm not joking are you gay <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> um, four guests you'd have to dinner party and it can be anyone dead or alive oh okay um, Prince uh, Diana has to be bit,
3: yeah has to be um, my nan oh yeah on my mum's side and my partner. Nice. Oh, that's nice. You've included Nick. That's lovely. Oh,
0: yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's no way I'm going to have a dinner party like that without him.
0: Without him. No, he needs to be there. Especially oh, hell Prince yes. and Diana so just, are going to be there. Just to prove that it happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one would believe like, me. Except my advice. They're here. Yeah. Um, favorite holiday destination? New York. Oh, I love New York. Yeah. I, loved, I don't like cities. That, I like, I New, like York. New York. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, the moment when you feel the most relaxed. I think you said about this earlier.
3: At home on the sofa with a bottle of wine and my partner. And the cats.
0: Yeah. What are your cats called?
3: Buster and Bailey. Oh. the two British short hair blue <gasps> and they're gorgeous. Oh, my God. Those are
0: beautiful cats. They are stunning. Yeah. But they don't,
3: it's like, they don't almost, it's almost like they don't have hair. It's like fluff and you stroke them and it just, you don't even see it until it gets this build up and then all of a sudden you see these little balls of fur kind of around you like, oh, for God's sake. yeah. But yeah, constantly,
0: stunning. constantly hoovering and, and mm-hmm. link rollers and everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they are gorgeous. Yeah. We had a white cat, like pure white, and uh, we used to have dark carpets, and we'd come in in the suburb, there'd just be like a white fur everywhere. Yeah, and shocking. It's crazy. Absolutely shocking. I know. Um, so, thank you so much You're for welcome. being my first guest on Couroy on the podcast. I do have a small gift for you. So, oh, no. um, Yeah, so this is going to be really ridiculous for feels <laughs> right? I made this. Um, oh, my God, even better. Made this, but… It's given- now jealous gingerbread stuff in <laughs> it? Yeah, I know yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Given the weather okay. that we have today, this is oh. going to be a look of it, a bit of a ridiculous present. Oh, okay. But, um, I it's all sunny and everything else. I know, it's crazy. But I have made this. And what I've done as well is I chose a colour. Now, you might look at this and go, why did you choose this colour? Mm. But I took probably more inspiration from Kara's outfits than, well, I'd never met Wayne before. so oh, okay. So,
3: oh, but you see, that's okay because I have to say the colour, colour Cara's colours are uh, my colours. I, well,
0: <clears throat> I hope this so, yeah. works then. Oh, my life. <laughs> so i've made you a, 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 a oh my life. <laughs> and there may oh, be a few my
3: life that's amazing there may be
0: a couple of errors but don't look too closely but um the, i was finishing that this morning in the kingsway coffee you joking I like, no no did that this, yeah last couple of days oh my uh, god so it's just a thank you to say uh and, and now because these podcasts aren't going out until june um uh, everyone's getting a scarf <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Do you like? Oh my god, I love it. And it is so. It is so my colours. Yeah. Well, I, your lovely long sparkly outfit that you wear with your boots. I'm not sure. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. It out, but I, I took inspiration from your wig as well. Cause yeah, yeah.
3: No, I. Yeah, the colours that I always go for. I mean, I get as Wayne as well as yeah, Cara the the earthy tones, the browns, mm. the deep red, mm-hmm. um, black. Deep gold, yeah. aubergine, mm-hmm. all that sort of color. Mm-hmm. I love them, really do. Yeah. I, I, blues, yellow, pink, l- no, nah, not me. Not, no, no, no. A bit
0: more of a subtle kind of. Yeah. So oh, that's keep that for a while. How long about. did that take you to make? Um, probably about six hours. You're kidding me. Yeah. That would take me six years. It's, it's three balls of wool.
3: Oh my um, God, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I do, it's very relaxing. It's very mindful activity, actually. I really do enjoy it. I'm not Tom Daly I was going to say you and Tom Daly no I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not there um, yeah oh, that's I'm, amazing so I've made, I'm going to make one for each guest and choose their colour that I think represents them oh bless you um, so uh, see so yeah, no but, that is really really sweet thank you no so much and thank you so much for coming on and talking with us it's been absolutely amazing I've really really enjoyed it I've so, loved it really have thank so, you thank you okay what a fabulous conversation that was i'm so thrilled that wayne was my first guest and i thought that we had a really open beautiful discussion about so many things that as queer people we can relate to it just goes to show that we never stop learning and there's always opportunities to learn about different people and have our experiences shared and for me that's exactly what that conversation did so a big big thank you to wayne for coming along and having this discussion with me it was amazing Don't forget to like this podcast, share and subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram. My address is at Actually, Don't forget to follow Cara Van Park on Instagram and all of her socials. And make sure you go and check out Cara Perform. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for listening to Queer I Am The Podcast. Until next time.